This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The fixtures are out. Another signing is through the door. Roll on July the 30th. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Pensy-Smith and this is a live Q&A show fixtures special and joining me this evening are a pair of lovely old fixtures, both salivating over a trip to Port Vale in October, are Joe Fairs and David Diamond. How are you both? This is when we really start to get excited about the new season, isn't it? Yes, the chance to plan your next eight, nine months out, isn't it? You can look at your fix. Oh, that, that one works, that one doesn't, and hope that you sort of come out on the right side of the fixture god. Yeah, just 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 the one that sticks out. I know we'll get into a minute. Is um, yeah, it seems that Brist, Bristol Rovers is the the long postponed get together that we planned pre-COVID is now on a Tuesday evening. But that's my Valentine's first answer. Day. Yeah, Val- Valentine's Day as well, isn't it? Yeah, but now you're right. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, this is yeah, this is when it all for me is when it all starts. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. And obviously this is, this is a live Q and A show, so we've got we've got a few people watching with us at the moment. I'll just stick up a couple of messages from our viewers charlie d evening everyone lee renshaw's with us luke penning i mean i think there was a little bit of criticism that we were two minutes late starting um we've got... Mikey was on strike but we managed can to negotiate I, it yeah can i put it on record that wasn't my fault rich <laughs> <laughs> so here's an early one from fpl tractor for you dave odds that yeah, dave's I'm, line I'm goes during the q a that's usually a Sunday evening, to be fair. Usually a Sunday evening. <laughs> I felt bad because I'd, I'd been instructed by Rich to make sure I look at the camera when the intro's going on. But then he messaged me during the intro saying, are you going live? And I might have looked away for a second. So uh, <laughs> the camera he's his own, his own worst enemy, isn't he? He really is. And Joe, it's, it's been a long day for you, hasn't it? Talk, talk us through breakfast for Joe Fairs today. Yeah, I was down at, I was down at Portman Road at 7am for an early start. <sighs> for a bacon roll and a couple of glass of orange juice with some, there's quite a few fans um, down there, probably, I don't know, about 60, 70 down there for a breakfast with, well, the sort of fixture release, Simon Milton interviewing 
Kieran McKenna and Mark Ashton as the, as the fixtures were released. And Mark Steed was also down there. But I'm sure we'll get into more detail as we go through the fixtures. Absolutely. And you, you even got to speak to Mark Steed and Kieran yeah. McKenna, didn't you, Jay? Well, Kieran that. McKenna, actually, um, purely by chance, because Craig was with me as well from the pod, and um, we were sitting on the sort of edge of one table, and where all the guys were, when they were sort of walking to the stage, I was sort of right in McKenna's eye line, and he sort of came over to me, shook my hand, and started speaking to me. Obviously, he maybe picked me out as a Blue Monday listener or something along those lines, thought I need to speak to those guys. But no, it's interesting. He made a couple of, like, just spoke really openly, and sort of an interesting point that I don't think many of us had thought about. I think used to think, oh, all these big clubs, they go away on tour. They want to keep their squad with them as part of that. But he said, when you're at a big club, you only get a pre-season every other year because of an international tournament. You, so every second year you get one. So when you're at a big club, you really want that second pre-season to have a look at everyone because you might not have seen these people for almost two years when you're, when you're at the sort of very top clubs, the under-23s, under-18s. And obviously that mixed with... The World Cup being in November, December, he thinks players, teams might hold on to players a little bit more to get them through that first part of the season, sit through there, especially the sort of the early rounds of the League Cup and things like that. And so, because I'd sort of said, are you happy with the squad? And I think it was just a case of saying, we're happy with what we've done and we've done a lot more than most in the market have, but it might be right until the end of that window now when the sort of deals at the, the top can happen. But no, no, really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, no. It, um, but yeah, no. In, in, I think everyone can see he's sort of a lovely guy and will chat and very open and will talk and doesn't sort of talk down to you, talks across with you about football and things. No, so it's hmm. nice to have a little chat there with sort of him and Craig. Excellent. Really good. And uh, Scrumpy Daniel Joe has spotted the, the Ben and Coochie shirts in the background. Yeah, the Coochie shirt is actually a match-worn Shefki Coochie shirt that I, I've had in a frame. I, I got it a little while ago, but it's all been framed up. And I just, the frame is so big. I thought, I'm never going to get it up on a wall anywhere. So if I just take it out of the frame and use okay. it as one of my backdrops every now and again, I think that's a better use for it than just being tucked away somewhere. Can we turn it around the front so we can see the stain of the swan dive, <laughs> the marking of a swan dive on the front? Yeah, what game is it to. from, Joe? I, I don't know. There isn't a, a proper certificate with it, but it was framed oh, okay. sort of like the club's framing of it. But I think they just have the same shirt for the season there. But no, nice to get that one up there. The Darren Bent, I actually had that signed on the shoulder by him away at Nottingham Forest. I'd been in the players' lounge after the game, so I'm getting on the coach and ran over and got to sign, signed my shoulder. So it was quite exciting. Lovely. Lost, as we always says, used to back then. The bookies are paying out, Dave. Yeah, I set that up as soon as I as soon as I saw your message came up came up FPL. I set I set that up especially for you. Gave the mother in law a text. <laughs> Hasn't rung for about three weeks. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Dave, you you haven't been on as far as I'm aware since the new shirts were unveiled. What are your thoughts on being back with the double diamond? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I thought it's a simple design. I think it's sort of well documented. The home shirt seems a bit of a a bit of a throwback to the um, perhaps the what the 91 92 or the, the promotion shirt almost that sort of colorings um quite like the away shirt i must admit i know you had you i think it was you mikey said it's got a more of a passing resemblance to bournemouth but no overall yeah uh, like it yeah nothing nothing's are not like there i don't think simple and classic that's what we like and um just on the shirts um mark ashton at today's breakfast said that 
last year they set a record-breaking amount mm. of shirt sales and that they've sold double that this year already. So I don't know whether double. he means double the sort of pre-order that we had last year for the shirt, which was a record, I, or double the total. I'd imagine double the pre-order. But basically I, think I think sales, I think it's something like 1,800 last year and it's something like 2,500. It's yeah, sales is what I heard, yeah. But it's considered Yeah, so he said double what they sold last year, but yeah, don't know what context. And also that we're on the tr- on track for sort of 16,000 season tickets as well. Yeah. Brilliant. And on the subject of the shirt, Joe, our viewers and listeners are in with a chance of winning one as long as they're subscribing to this channel, right? Yes, subscribe to this channel and like the video that we did last week, the kit launch video. Just stick a like on that video. And I think there's a tweet as well you need to like, but that and an Instagram and that. But yeah, like the tweet, subscribe to the channel and watch the video. And last time I checked, there was only sort of about 250 entrants into it. So... It's a no-brainer, really. If you just a, just a ticket, and I think when we did this competition last year or the year before, the guy that won it asked us if we could buy his sort of his kidder kit, got him a child's kit as well. So there's obviously those options. If you don't think you'd wear the shirt, you could get it for a relation, a present, a child. But go on there, like that, like the shirt, and I think sort of something like fifty percent of our listeners aren't subscribers. I think the YouTube stats show. So anyone who's listening or watching on YouTube subscribe to the channel it's it's free it's easy it helps us a lot and it gives you a chance to win a shirt when will you when do you actually get hold of the shirt joe i haven't actually pre-ordered it yet but i think okay. it's the 30th of, i think they come in on the 30th so next week oh, so next, next thursday next week yeah and then then they go on general sale the following week on the 7th of july i got me i do like the look of some of that uh, uh, pro training kits quite smart isn't it always always was good that mm. stuff wasn't it mm. Yeah, I'll be buying that. It'll be all over next that, year, Dave. When it's uh, at the oh, exactly. Show, I reckon. I reckon a couple of bits of that, Mike. You could probably get away on the fairways. A Woking Golf Club, you know, mate. <laughs> it's a good shout. Um, so, Dave, let's um, before we get into the fixtures, um, we made another signing on. Uh, it was yesterday, Wednesday, wasn't it? Again, pretty left of field. Um, doesn't have a prolific record, but yeah, talk talk to us about our new signing. Yeah, Tyrese John Jules. Yeah, I mean, I I've had heard of him. Um, <laughs> um, I, I I didn't fully appreciate that. Uh, am I right, Joel? Correct. Well, you might correct me on this. That he made his one and only appearance for Sheffield Wednesday last year against us at Hillsborough. Yeah, he got at injured. Hillsbury, yeah, and the the one nil the one nil game. I mean, look, he's obviously got a good got a good pedigree. He's come through the Arsenal academy. I think he's I think as again recently signed an extension, Joe. Yeah, I think another two year deal he signed. So he's you know he's quite well thought of. He's played for right through the age groups, right through the age groups of England. Um, not yet to make a full appearance, obviously for Arsenal. I mean, you know, we know their academy and seen their youth cup teams. I mean, very you know come up with personal personally come up against them. Um, so, yeah, I've got experience, League One. Um, yeah, just hope he's not another Louis Barry. Yeah, Joe, how confident are you that he's he's going to make an impact or is there a chance that he might just be there as sort of squad filler? It's, it's difficult, isn't it? But this is his, I think it's his fifth loan spell, isn't it? Or fourth or fifth loan injuries. spell. He's had and he's had injuries across those. Yeah. But he, I think yeah. his first loan spell at uh, um, Lincoln was... A success when he went there. Then he had a really good loan spell at Doncaster, where he scored five or six goals and mm. some sort of real highlight, real goals. When you see those, he scored there. And then he went 
stepped up to the championship at the start of last year to Blackpool, and it just didn't really work out from there. So dropped down to Sheffield Wednesday, and like I said, got injured straight away. So I think I think it's sort of prime for him to have a really good loan spell at this in this league. And I say when you look, he's an England under twenty one international. I know a lot of players play sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteens, and he was always really highly rated at those age groups. I remember because it was the same age group that Dylan Crow played in, so I paid quite a lot of attention to that age group. And he was always scoring goals. I think he got something like nine and ten for the eighteens. And but to actually step up and play for the twenty ones is a big step because that's not a that's almost they take it out of the age groups and start looking at club form for that as well. So he's obviously got a lot of talent, but, and I think one of the key things which might play into his favour is over the, um, the change this season where you can make five substitutes in the game rather than just three, where I say, if he's, he's obviously a good technical player, but he's very athletic from what I've seen of him. And if you can be changing your sort of front three with half an hour left in every game and you've got the talent to do that and not have a big drop off, it's going to give you a real advantage in games. And I think maybe that change in the in the sort of rules or legislation has maybe paved the way for a signer like this. But I say there's a there's a chance he comes here, doesn't settle, doesn't get his doesn't get his head on and doesn't do anything. But you'd hope getting in at this stage of pre-season, so he's going to be going away to Loughborough with us, I think, the week after next. So he's and he's going to be all through um pre-season and getting to know McKenna style and seeing how hard he's got to work in pre-season. We'll soon find out about him and hopefully he'll get us a few goals and help us. And also it seems he's a player that McKenna's kept tabs on. I mean, obviously he's worked closely with his academies, hasn't he? Spurs, Man U, etc. So it's obviously a player, a player he would, he would know and is aware of. So, and obviously thinks he can, he can add something. So yeah, fingers crossed to the lad. He's, he's young enough. And I guess I know I said about Louis Barry, but unlike Barry, He's starting the full full preseason under Kieran McKenna, a proper manager. Paul Cook. <laughs> it's kind of alluded to that, Joe. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wonder if there's any chance of a permanent deal as well. I know he's sort of signed two years, but 21 now. You're sort of at an age where you should be looking to make your breakthrough. And I think he turns 22 during the season. So if he has a good season here, maybe that maybe that, and we go up, maybe it is something that we could look at again. Hmm. Indeed. Just just a quick question here from Stephen Bills. Still think we need another attacker midfielder slash striker? Would, would you both agree with that? Yeah. I mean, that kind of fits Burst and Selina, doesn't it, to a degree, I guess? Yeah. No, I, I think we definitely need another number 10. And I think mm. ideally you move Joe Piggott along and you bring in another striker yeah. as well. Absolutely Again, right. You so know, this, this, this is the fixtures special live Q&A show. We haven't even mentioned a single fixture yet. So let, let's get into that now. And Dave, do you ever remember a, a, an Ipswich Town season that started in July? Because that's no. what's happening this time. No, never. No, no. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I, I suppose that's compounded by you look look through the fixtures and we're only, we, we all know why we've only got two games scheduled in November. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never known it, known it so early. Really not. I mean, crikey, I've known it start as late as, August, the corresponding day in August the 29th, I've known it started. Is that when there's been World Cup? I think 82, 81, 82, it started really late. Um, so, yeah, no, certainly the, certainly the earliest I've known it. And I guess the players would, would welcome that. I mean, have they, I mean, again, Joe, you'd take more notice of this. Have the players come back noticeably a week or two earlier now at this, this time or not? It's a, lot, it's a lot earlier than they've ever come back. It I is. Say. I was okay, speaking yes, to a players and he's like, you sort of see the date and it's like June the 20th they're going back. Yeah, true. It's like normally yeah. sort of first week of July you're going yeah. back. So they've almost like 
shaved two weeks off. I think they haven't took a week longer preseason they normally do, and start and the season starting a week earlier. And it sort of makes it I don't know. Now this time of year is when they're going back to preseason. It feel it does feel really early, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. Um, and yeah, you just look. I mean, the fixture. It's a great, nice, nice looking fixture. First up, got a bit of history there. Bolton at home. Um, <laughs> Um, had some great tussles with them over the years. Just hopefully, um, we'll get a much better performance and result from the corresponding than from the corresponding fixture last season. And, and also, that was probably one of the only games where we looked poor. Yeah, against them un, under McKenna as well, wasn't it? Away at away at Bolton, they yes. beat us two 0 and yeah, they yeah comfortable. One of the, the only sort of three or four teams that beat us in that yeah, half of the season. So, Joe, what was the reaction in the BT? Is it the BT Suite or the the BT it was Bar? BT's Bar, yeah, yeah. McKenna looked. He sort of saw a sort of grin come over his face. He sort of was really, I think, just excited to see the fixtures because we saw them the same time that they did the first time. And you could see that because they were really oh, wow. studying them. And um, yeah, fantastic. Mark Ashton was saying how the owners are sort of saying, come on, you must know someone. You used to be a, the EFL representative for the league. You <laughs> must know someone who can give you the fixtures. like, no, they will not tell you anything. And not just that, you can only make requests. And he said, and then he looked back at the... Um, what do you call it? He looks back at the um, screen and says, and actually we made one request, but that hasn't actually been picked up anyway. So unless he's a very good actor, you could tell he was um, sort of genuinely, they were, that was the first time they would find it. And I, I think once you just see the fixtures, it really makes the season feel real, doesn't it? That's yeah, the, it does. the first Definitely. step in that, in that path. It does. And I think one of the first thoughts for a lot of people was Forest Green away. Cool, <laughs> fancy that, but that's going to be so hard to get tickets for, isn't it? What's the? I mean, what's kind of capacity there? Do we think? I, think I don't think it's many thousand. Burton, Burton type capacity, yeah. I also know that um, I think Exeter had a lot of problems there, and maybe Bristol City, where they sort of sold the end out, and a little bit like when we played AFC Wimbledon at Kings Kingstonian, and they sort of they sell the ground and it has a safety certificate, but the fans, it's not particularly great for the away fans. There, it's, it's really oversold, and you sort of where well, you are in a non-league ground and there's no real way of seeing the pitch from there and things. So I imagine there'll be some happy people to get tickets who end up frustrated at what they see when they get there. Probably all right for yeah, nice us, sort of, sort of tight. relatively tall blokes. You sort of have a better chance, don't you, in those games? Tie it in with a long weekend of the Cotswolds. Lovely. <laughs> and uh, would you be all over a vegan pie, Dave, if you were lucky enough to get a ticket? Probably not. No. <laughs> they call it probably it's not. It's a cute pie, isn't it, they call it? Yeah, no, I don't think that would quite be my cup of tea, actually, no. And uh, some, somebody mentioned on the Telegram group that that first month is quite a good spread of top teams in the league. Yeah, that's a good comment, A couple actually. of sort of teams that you don't, they could go either way, and then a couple that we should be looking to win comfortably, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, some tricky home games there, though, when you think. You look at Bolton, MK, um yeah, Barnsley. Yeah, the home games are no stroll, are they, really? Um, but you'd hope, yeah, you'd pick up some, certainly, well, certainly you yeah, <laughs> hope to win them all, for goodness sake. But, yeah, there's three fairly, could be three easier home games first up. But, um, yeah, the away games all look fairly winnable, don't they? Yep. Just, we did say this last year, though. <laughs> <laughs> As me and you stood at Burton, Joe. Yeah, that's yeah. right, to be fair. Watching Fraser, Mr. Penn. Right. <laughs> Scott yeah. Fraser, oh, blimey, I've almost forgotten about him already. There we yeah, go. Forest Green, yeah. 5,000. Yeah, um, blimey. I mean, you'd probably end up yeah. with about 1,000 of that, wouldn't you? Possibly. 
yeah yeah we always travel well down south though so i think it, it's gonna yeah, be it's gonna be a scramble for tickets but bloody... it probably won't be it probably will be for a lot of games this season make sure you've got your gold card if you, Plat- if you, I think you probably that. need a platinum one for that one joe probably <laughs> better get mine out of my wallet <laughs> <laughs> right so let's move into september then and the i think there's one fixture that really jumps out but if you and that that's the Sheffield Wednesday away game, followed by Plymouth away. That's going to be a real test, isn't it? That that little run of games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cambridge at home, so score to settle, score to settle there. Agrigan Stanley, I was actually, yeah, score to settle there as well. This is this so, is my st- stitch up wedding invitation. Wedding in Sheffield on Saturday, the seventeenth of September at two thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Brilliant. I seem to remember uh, Benjamin Bloom of this parish had a gig somewhere about a mile and a half from L- Luton, Luton playing it. Yeah. Luton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, sure he t- I'm sure he managed to tie it in. The gold cards currently on sale. I believe they are, Josh. I think so, yeah. I believe they are. You have to have a season ticket, of course, to, to get one. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've just realised I didn't talk about the Carabao Cup. Um that draw was also today. And, I mean, this isn't a huge game for us, but it's probably <laughs> as good as a f- first-round Carabao Cup draw can be, isn't it, Colchester at home? Or is certainly, there maybe a little bit of unnecessary pressure on us to win? Certainly going to create some interest, that one, yeah. And I think someone posted earlier, you know, as always with these games, it always comes in that sort of first week or so of the season. be interesting to see what, what sort of strength side is uh, is put out for that one? But certainly, I mean, even from the friendly last season, Cole, you'll be well up for it, won't they? Well, it's um, one of the one of the things when you watch because I was watching the draw at the time, but I was obviously on a delay because all of a sudden everyone started texting saying Cole, you at home, and then about four <laughs> ties later, it came out. But um, you see, like card like the first team drawn out is Cardiff and then it's Exeter. You just think, God, you do not want to be having a long trip to the southwest. One game, then you got to go miles down to the southwest on yeah. Tuesday night, yeah, come back point. up, then go straight yeah. there again Saturday. You want a home tie? It's a winnable tie. We we should beat Colchester. It's probably probably the tie that's going to bring the biggest away following out of the teams that were there, other than if you did draw Norwich in there. But so I think it's probably the best tie we could we could have got. Should win at home, no travel, decent crowd chance to sort of see the old Ipswich boys there and I'm sure they'll be bang up for it which will be a good test because yeah, I'd imagine be we'll, good. we'll be yeah. making 10 11 changes and your sort of Cameron Humphreys and your Elkin Baggett's and stuff are gonna have to stand up to some sort of proper season pros out there and it'll be a good test for him absolutely and and the old boys will get a good reception by and large yeah of course yeah they should yeah. and if they should do as well absolutely yeah. Yeah. let's let's uh, dip dip into the comments um plenty of people watching this live at the moment including Ian Barron, it's the Mad Darlow fan back. Hope you're well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Great to have you with us again. Um, Just a question. Did Darlington still have that massive stadium, which was the George Reynolds Arena? I know George we Reynolds, were, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old I safe see, cracker. I remember they had, their own, right. yeah. they had their own wine <laughs> as well at, at one point. Really? Yeah. Um, you can still find them, I'm sure. Uh, Probably a vintage now. Uh, Mike, he's got a few bottles in his cellar, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, he says no. Un- unfortunately, um, ah, he moved that's out. A shame. Yeah. So HCH triple nine zero. After encouraging starts, McKenna's tenure. We tailed off badly last season. Do you think the board will be impatient? Impatient 
twitchy if we have a poor start like last year. I'm yet to see a plan B from McKenna. I think, first of all, we're, we're really confident we're not going to have such a poor start this time, aren't we? Yeah, I think wind back 12 months and um, perhaps if we were doing this 12 months ago, we'd probably said exactly the same thing. No, yeah, I, I think so. No, I, I honestly can't, I cannot for the life of me foresee why should we, we should have a start like we had all the first, yeah, what, 10 games, whatever it was, before we won our first game um, as we had last season. Crikey, no. And, and I don't think that we were, I don't think we tailed off badly. We just sort of lost that game at Oxford or let that late Drew go. That, in that at was Oxford. a killer, wasn't it? That was a killer. Uh, came out and beat momentum. Plymouth and then you look at the league table and we'd sort of got further away from the playoffs despite yeah. beating a good team at home, hadn't we? And I yeah. think it was just frustrating and you, you lose that edge a little bit, didn't you? And I think I felt like we just lost that edge. It's only really Cambridge, which was a poor performance. And yeah, and I don't of, think, I don't think we particularly threw the towel in, did we? I think you're right, Joe. I think we just lost that. We never really got that momentum. Just that 1%, we? isn't it? Yeah. 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 As we flatlined the, the last month Fair of the comment. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got a big fan watching, Joe. Joey. I think I think I had a, so. yeah, a little bit of your burner Joey. account. Yeah, just messaging on the side. No, I had a couple of Joey was asking a couple of questions on Twitter last night, so yeah, I had a little bit of back and forth with him, but glad glad to see that it went down well. Yeah, it's always good to hear that people don't think that we talk complete garbage as well. <laughs> uh, Sean Young, thoughts on Telford chaps? Um, <laughs> now I, I know. Think, Sean, I think we should. I think we should stop signing what? free transfers because we're obviously on the cheap, and we should go out and sign Telford on a free transfer. Well, <laughs> I thought he meant the, what the town in Shropshire. What? <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's exactly what Lee Renshaw said, Dave. He said, "Oh, West, West Midlands, Midlands Shropshire. Yeah. Well, yeah, my geography, awful, awful." <laughs> Right, so let, let's let's go back into these um, these fixtures. We've got got to October now. Let's just remove that that comment. Get rid of a little bit of rust here. So October starts with Portsmouth at home. It's always a, always a big fixture that one. And the first visit of well, our, our first meeting with Derby County for a few years. Yeah. What, what what sort of state do we expect them to be? I know it's impossible to to say at this stage, but Joe, what you like to? From... I think you'd have liked to get them a little bit earlier, wouldn't you? Mm. If yeah. that could have, if that game could have been a month earlier, I think we'd have caught them in a worse state. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. They'll um they'll they'll, they'll I think they'll they'll that force they'll be um challenging. I would I would still think they would. And Dave, I'll, I'll treat you to an oat cake if you come up to Port Vale on a Tuesday night in October with me. Yeah, again, you know, again, like the <laughs> vegan pie, Mikey. I might give that a miss in uh, in October. Yeah, yeah. I'll try, try and find sure. the comment now. So, somebody pointed out that we've only yeah. Here we go. Jack Hurst only two t- Tuesday night home games this yeah, season. Yeah, that's right. But there, there'll be well, there'll be the Carabao Cup game against Colchester and <laughs> one and count, countless Pizza Cup. Trophy games. That's probably two why group games, isn't it? There. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I guess it, I think it, if England get through the Saturday game in during the World Cup, will move as well to a midweek game as well. So hopefully we end up with a few more because I do love a game under the lights. And maybe yeah. we might even do this amazing thing of getting to the FA Cup third round and have to have a couple of <laughs> games <laughs> then rearranged. Oh, come on now, you're really getting carried away now. Come on. <laughs> 
about Brilliant. time. So you you mentioned the World Cup there. As we go into November, so there's only two <laughs> two fixtures in November, but there's an FA Cup. I think that's because round the FA the Cup fifth, games. Yeah, yeah, um, there will be one. There'll be well, yeah, all right, right Dave. Yeah, there'll there'll only be one. Yeah, <laughs> be knocked out uh, at home against Carlisle. After, so it would be the, yeah. the FA Cup game will be the. It's usually the first week in November, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah and then the yeah. and then the Maybe second the one will be must be the yeah uh, yeah. So that so how Joe how how you're a big England fan? How do you feel about the World Cup sort of going on in the background while we're trying to? Enjoy I don't, I don't like it. Season? We should be enjoying the World Cup now. Sort of the beer garden should be full, and it's just a, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm sure once once the World Cup gets here, I'll be right into it as I always mm. am. But it doesn't feel right being in the middle of a season and sort of. It, and even like I say, I know our games are continuing in the background, so it's not too bad. But the big teams, but the Premier League can start and then stop for like six weeks. Effectively, it just seems. Yeah. I know it's all kinds of wrong, and the World Cup should never ever have gone on to gone to Qatar, and the people that sent it there were nearly all corrupt and are sort of in prison or indicted or dead now but it was an absolute joke i, I remember when the decision was made it was sort of a snowy it was the day, same day as of, russia was yeah announced, they announced them both they should never yeah, have got both them together because that just led to more corruption hmm. and it was just an absolute disgrace and it when still is, is the, a disgrace it. when is the actual final when is the world cup final scheduled it's the 18th 21st, of december or was it 18th 18th for this my god that is late be, than that, isn't it? it might be uh, yeah, i think it's like the right. 21st that is going to be so weird and so so strange premier league teams got boxing day games on yeah so. that's right so if england get to the final you're going to have a load of players coming back and played the world cup final on the sunday they've got to play premier league game on the friday haven't, haven't yeah, watched I, England. I, haven't watched England recently, Joe. I don't think there's any danger of that, perhaps. But anyway, we're we we're a tournament team, aren't we now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully one of our viewers can confirm whether that's whether that's right. I think I think I fly. I, I'm out there for the the whole tournament. So get I'm gonna out be, of town, are you? Gonna, are you really? I'm going to have an incredible tan oh, when I get back. God, I won't tell you who I'm working for. <laughs> after the comments that were just made. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's let's go back into those because um, we didn't really talk about December. Boxing um, Day at home is always good. Boxing Day at home. Yeah, and then like a, de- a decent away game while um, while people are still off. Well, a lot of people are still off work. Yeah, that's not... A... So if Monday's Boxing Day, so Tuesday will be a holiday, Wednesday. So yeah, that's not a... So that will be an evening kickoff, won't it? That one, presumably. Yes, must be. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. a holiday, is it? Yeah. Okay. No. It will be for me, but yeah. Not everyone shuts down at Christmas, do they? No. <laughs> no. No. I mean, again, looking at looking at those Wickham away, a great result there last year. Peterborough, Peterborough home, Fleetwood home. Yeah, I think it's anything anything too too untoward there. I mean, probably our two. Oh, two of our best away performances there come side by side again, don't they? Wickham and um, Wickham and Portsmouth. Indeed. So I was right. The final is on the is Saturday the eighteenth. So I'd hoped you would be as you're going there. As you're Sunday, going Sunday the eighteenth. Sunday the eighteenth. Yeah. So Wickham is the day before. So picture this: we win at we win away at Wickham to go top of the league. Hop over to Heathrow the next day. 
leave Wickham straight to Heathrow on a plane. Like the Qatar. Yeah. First class. <laughs> Come back, put my house on the market and get divorced. <laughs> wow. FPL tracked a League Cup third round is Tuesday the 20th or Wednesday the 21st of December. That's absolutely crazy, isn't it? So for, late. For how? The third round's normally like the end of September, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be yeah, the, final, the finals. Big. Like the finals, normally like February, isn't it? So End of Feb. Big. Yeah, yeah. Those those games, those EFL games, usually play quite quickly. You're right. Certainly before the I think before the end of September. Bloody hell! It's all over the place. Well, when we played Man United in the third round, that was like before the clocks oh, had even changed. October, mid October. I think, I think it was, was end of September. Oh, hang on. What the one um, I'm thinking, I think that when we won, oh, the one up there when we lost 3 0. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely set there. Yeah, you're right. It was September, probably mid September. Mm. Yeah. Well, and j- let, let's wrap up this sort of World Cup um, December chat with the potential of Wes, ba- Wes Burns being in the, in the Wales squad. Now the confirmed squads are 26. Joe, I think I saw you say in the Telegram that you've st- you're still not sure he'll quite make it. No, no, I was speaking to a big Wales football fan the other day and they basically are almost like a club side with the way they have it. And he's he said that the difference between 23 and 26 doesn't really make a difference to Burns because you'd have, there's effectively four wing-backs who will be in the squad, which I think it was Sorba Thomas, Norrington Davies, Connor Roberts and one other. And he said that they'll, they'll be in the squad. And, and if the 23 to 26, the extra three players they're not really positions you need to cover because like Chris Gunter will be in the squad and he'd be able to cover that from the sort of centre-back role. But he doesn't really see a way other than one of those players not playing at all, being out of the team and sort of losing form and Burns starting the season as he finished the last one or an injury. He doesn't see that Burns would be the sort of 24th, 25th, 26th man. But obviously this is just a sort of well-informed yeah, fan speaking as opposed to Robert Page. but That surprises um, me because when he, I mean, only obviously played in friendlies and stuff, but when he has played, he certainly hasn't disgraced and, you know, shown up really well, hasn't he? No, oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. Did he has? Sorry, FPL tractor correction from him. It's the League Cup fourth round. So okay, that's yeah. not, after, that's after not, all that, not for us to worry about. <laughs> oh, it's, all, <laughs> it's just the same as it was then. Yeah. Brilliant. So let's talk a little bit about the, the aforementioned Telegram page it's, it's, it's a constant stream of information and chat isn't it joe's christoph bearer's scuttling off to the christoph bearer's the light on. off to put the light on yeah bearer's always good with his hands joe <laughs> poor guy just gonna talk through the, the the telegram so we're we're all a part of it there's loads of different different groups isn't there and you can enjoy it the first 14 days is on us you can enjoy that for free um how much have you enjoyed being a part of it joe you get you get access to to joe fairs almost 24 7 yeah just um i only sleep for one hour a night so i'm i'm off i'm offline at that time but other than that i'll be there answering questions it is incredible the the, the amount of traffic is unbelievable yeah yeah, it's good, nice. yeah. Like the main chat is the ITFC chat, but then there's yeah. also a sort of cricket and it's a, a general non, a chat. Non-chat. Talking about cricket, no, not talking about cricket. We'll have to discuss that dismissal today after after this. Yeah, and and then but then come Saturday, the match day chat will be up and firing again, which is which is good because that a lot of messages can fly back and forth in that. But no, that's it's like I say, it's just a 
good community of Ipswich fans, isn't it? Just chatting, and there's a lot of info in there. I think there's about fifty of us in there now, so it's uh, yeah, no, it's good. sort of pops in there, and there's some people. With it's good. You can just sort of things. come and come and go as you please, and if you're if you're sat waiting for a train there's always so much stuff on there on there to read through isn't there you can just catch up if you haven't looked for a day or two yeah with with regard to town and media and stuff like that it should be championing them but you see that life's a pitch is back this season as well isn't it mark murphy and butcher and Tactical phil ham, phil ham is, yeah, yeah so that'll be just all go, all goes to show the the added interest now that yeah i think so they've managed yeah, I, think to the, I think the bbc that, were very it, um sort of very over the top was maybe some of their COVID policies because I've sort of been to feel that there was stuff like they were only allowed yeah. one person in the, in a studio at any time. So it's like the show didn't really work having That's people exactly dialing in. So they cancelled it. But no, it's, it's, it's great to see that back because it's a, yeah. that, is a, that is a really good show. And I know we have the, like, the match day pod that people, a lot of people listen to go into the games on Friday or Saturday. But having that as well there, it's just excellent. Oh, and Butch is brilliant on there, isn't he? Oh, Spikesy interest. That's really good. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lovely. So moving into 2023... You'll be up in Lincoln, Dave, for New Year's Eve. Oh dear, yeah, Lincoln New Year's Day, blimey, yeah. It's a similar time of year we played them and lost five three, and then mm. saw Paul Lambert yeah, we... sign a new five year deal two days later. Yeah, we did. That was that game. You're right. Blimey. Is that what we're going to think of every New Year's Day now? Switch <laughs> town fans is <laughs> Lambert's five year contract. Honestly, we think of that. We think of five nil defeats at Port Vale. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you see Morecambe on the 7th of January and it's like probably almost sort of 20 years to the day that we played them when yes. they were a non-league yeah. side and we were in the Premier League. Wow. You're right in the cup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Shout. 
they brought a really big following as well, didn't they? So we was... played them at their place as well, didn't we? I think we yeah, played we them twice, yeah. once at their place and once at our place. Yeah, yeah, we played them at their place when we were the, the season we finished fifth. And then I think we might have been back in the championship when we played them at home, but we were still like four a, nil, four, a big, one, four big nil championship club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, any, any, like we owe Oxford one, don't we? But there's another, some... another nil nil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that month doesn't doesn't look no, it's not too bad, too is it? bad, is it? Yeah. Stretching our lead at the top as we speak by that month. Indeed. So let's dip back into the questions. Tom Lane, lots of talk about us heading off at the end of last season. We started falling away as soon as Edmondson got injured. Don't understate how big his return to fitness will be. He's not actually in full training yet, is he? But he should be fit for the Bolton game, right? Yeah, well, he's... Um, I think the Bolton game was his debut last year, wasn't it, when him and Walton came it in was. and struggled. But, <clears throat> no, he... Um, so he had a boot on, but that's now off. He's back in the back at the club. So if he hasn't got a boot on now and we've got, what, six weeks to start the season, you can't imagine he's not going to be fit for that. It's just how many minutes he can get into himself between now and then. So he won't play this Saturday, but... Yeah, we'll see things. where we we'll see where we go from there. But I think um, we saw some stats, didn't we, a few weeks ago? The difference between George Edmondson being in the team and Cameron Burgess being in the team with regards to points dropped from winning positions, and it was something like um, with Edmondson in the team, it was almost like six points from twenty games. So something something really silly where he right. makes a massive difference. Whether that's his obviously his ability is a very very good player but his character his leadership a talker isn't he along those sides because he I know Lee Evans started last season as captain didn't he and then obviously Sam Morsey took it over but when Sam Morsey was suspended it was George Edmondson that had the armband not Lee Evans so for a young guy he's got he's got a big character as well and I think he'll I think that will help him him being back is a big big issue sorry him missing games will be a big big issue so hopefully that isn't the case Indeed, and Ch- Charlie D says same could be said about about Lee Evans. I know a lot of people aren't completely sold on him, but no, I'd, I'd, I'd say that I'd, I'd go along that also. I think he was just sort of growing into that role alongside Morsey when he got when he got the injury. Yeah, mm. I think he was a he, he was certainly yeah. a miss. I think it was more just that there was a bit of a downgrade from Evans, yep. to sort of a back into and Elmazuni, sort of experience wise yep. as well, yep. but. I, I think it's going to be Don Ball and Sam Morsey in midfield this year. When you see sort of do, what Don Ball's played a hundred games in the Championship over the last three seasons, and you don't leave, you don't come and sign for a League One Not team to sit on the bench, do you? And I think just a lot of games sort of missed a bit of physicality, a bit of mobility, and I think that Don Ball's going to give you that. And Lee Evans doesn't always. Hmm. But what what a fantastic player to have available. Don Ball's oh, not going to be able the... to play every single match, is he? Mm. Yeah, you can see the yeah. squad. You know, the squad is the squad is strong already. Tom, Tom Lane, he's really high on Edmondson. Highest average rating of any of our centre backs last season, and tops Wolfenden. He played purely under McKenna. Fridge is outstanding. I think we're all in agreement there. He's a terrific centre back, and yeah, can't wait to see him back playing. Although he was pretty good on the co-commentary um, for the Charlton home game. I'm guessing you guys were at that game, so you didn't you didn't hear no, it. I missed that. Yeah, he, obviously he was, we were. He was very entertaining, um, as you'd expect him to be. He really slotted into that position well. John Abbott says Morsey will be looking forward to playing Atkinson <laughs> next season. Yeah, I guess he, uh, you're probably yeah, backing for a first goal scorer in that one, won't you? Yeah. And to get a yellow card. 
No, the first goal certain. scorer slash yellow card double. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. So let, let's go into February now. And yeah, there's that Tuesday night away game at Bristol Rovers. Um, we're also... Oh, Sheffield Wednesday home. Whoa. Sheffield Wednesday home, Milton Keynes away in, in February. It looks like a big month. They obviously all are. And Cambridge away won't be easy either because they they had a decent season last year and they obviously treat it like it's a bit of a local derby don't they yeah they, they're well up for that yeah who do you think will be a surprise package this year gents we'll start with you dave in terms of opposition teams rather than our our squad <sighs> looking through Fleet would have made a couple of signings haven't they yeah they have yeah they yeah they have i mean you know, a club like Bristol Rovers with a bit of with a bit of momentum coming up. You know, will mm. get you know if they do get a bit of momentum, get a few wins. Obviously, they're very, you know, very sort of vociferous following, etc. So I'd say, yeah, maybe as a, as an outsider, someone someone like them coming through, perhaps. I think maybe I, I don't know how where they're seen in the odds, but I think Bolton. I think they were excellent after Christmas last oh, year, and say that would be a surprise to me, though. Not yeah, yeah, but I think they'd be competing for the top two. Would be a surprise. Yeah, I don't think yeah. many would put them there, but I think that's I think that's where they'll be. I think I'd say they had a brilliant record, and under Ever in League Two, they came from absolutely nowhere the second half of the season. And whether they're just a slow starter who will get better, or whether they'll be able to carry that form on into this season because they've kept the sort of majority of their squad together, but I think that'd be a really good sign. I haven't noticed whether they made signed anyone, Joe. Of note, have you? I think they made a couple of signs, but I couldn't say. Okay. I've great confidence yeah. on those. Right, Norman Greenwald. So this is reacting to the <laughs> the conversation that we had, where Joe picked. Joe suggested that Ball will be the man that starts alongside Morsey. Could you see a change of formation to allow all three? Probably unlikely with all of the sort of tens yeah. that we're like probably going to yeah. have, isn't it? I think you could go with like a. Full three three effectively, couldn't you? And have those three in the middle and sort of two wide men up there. But I, I just think those three, I think you need somebody with a little bit more forward, maybe an Idris El Mazzuni or a Cameron Humphreys or, or yeah. someone like that who's sort of more able to get forward and score goals in there. And Lee Renshaw says if Ndaba starts well in pre season, he'd be an upgrade over Burgess. That we're, we're all quite excited about Ndaba, aren't we? And what he could potentially was it, bring. Was it you, Joe, that said that? He's the sort of player that if he does start the season, starts the season well, he'll be a fixture. I think he's going to be a... Yeah, I, th- I think if he finds a way into the team, I think it'll be quite hard to dislodge from it. That, sort of, that lovely sort of left foot, that balance that gives you across the midfield. Yeah. And I think I think what Lee says is correct, that if he starts well in pre-season, he'd be an upgrade over Burgess. Not because I think Burgess is a poor player, but I just don't think he's a... Kieran McKenna player, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe not. Burgess quite... is a header and kick at centre back. Yeah, isn't yeah. Oh, he's a yeah. bit more than that. Oh, he's got a lovely left foot, Burgess. I think mean, he's got a little bit more than that. But it's yeah, mate, slow, I'll... slow at turning. Isn't yeah, he? I would say exactly, Joe. I'm not saying he's certainly not that, not as athletic. I would say. JG, just just a little transfer rumor. Seen we're linked with Morgan Rogers of Man City. What do, yeah. what do we know about him? Well, he, he scored that incredible goal in the Portman Road for Lincoln when they beat us under. Um, Michael Appleton a couple of years ago, the bit is one nil, and he he went to um, Lincoln had a brilliant loan spell, and then the last year was at Bournemouth, but just didn't quite get into the team there. I think they'd signed a couple of extra players, and somebody did really well and just stayed in the team. Anthony there, I think he might have picked up and potentially picked up an injury, but yeah, I remember in that Lincoln game, he was class. Yeah, and I think he's one that I think because obviously we've got the West Brom connection. Man City signed him from West Brom, and I think he's one that. 
we'd be going all out to get if if there's a chance that we could get him we would be after him and i know that swansea are interested and also blackpool where obviously michael appleton is now uh, who had him at lincoln so it's a case of can, can we compete with those maybe not if it's a loan man city do like to try and sell players once they realize they're not going to be good enough for them yeah. so if it's a big fee a sort of three four million fee would we be able to pay that we're probably more likely to be able to than sort of Blackpool or Swansea. What's, what's his age? What's his age, Joe? Like 20, only like 20? 20, 20, yeah. I think he's only like 20. He's only young. 20. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a guess 20, but he's, he's around there. But yeah. I think he'd be seen as one that you could um, buy for sort of 4 million maybe. And, and, if you, and if you get up with him this year and play the championship, he could be worth 20. He's that sort of player, isn't he? Yeah. We've got such well-informed viewers and listeners, including Luke Penning says, Bolton have re-signed James Trafford on loan from Man City, the goalkeeper, and they've got the young right-back Connor Bradley from Liverpool. Only business they've done so far, but it's still so early. But that's why it's it's nice to be in this position where we've made four signings and we're probably only looking at two, three maximum, don't we think? How many many had we made? And we made it all in a rush, though. I was going to say, how many had we made by the time we started pre-season last year, do we think? I don't think it was many, was it? Because we we signed Burns very early. There was only 12 players when we started pre-season. And they had, and that included like Brett McGavin, Armando Dobra, people who then went out on loan, didn't they? So yeah. we only really had about eight or nine players when we started pre-season last year. Now, <laughs> you look at the squad and it's in a, it's really, really good shape to start no, pre-season, it is. isn't it? Re- it's, yeah, yeah. No, no excuses. That shouldn't be. No excuses, really. Uh, Norman asked, the way Ashton spoke about getting quality players this summer, he's been underwhelmed by the business so far. What do you think about our new transfers? Um, I think... Uh, Freddie Ladapo, I think is going to. I think will turn out to be a good sign. And again, he scored goals at Championship. Certainly scored goals at League One. Obviously, had a seemingly had a well publicised um, falling out, falling out along the way with along the way with Rotherham, and was at, seemingly or his agent was so itching for a move. So I, I think I think he'll do well. Um, Don Ball, yeah, I, I spoke as Joe said. I spoke to a QPR friend of mine, and yeah, he really, he really rates him. And I think the the overlying thought there is that a bit disappointed that he's that he's going. Actually, um, yeah, sort of heart and soul, blood and guts type player. He said would should do really well for us. So yeah, that that's quite good. And the other two, really, I don't really know enough about other other than obviously. John Jules, as we said, really good pedigree, Arsenal Academy. So you'd expect that, again, another player that can develop over the season. And yeah, Greg Lee, again, really don't, from my point of view, don't really know that much about him. Seemingly athletic, left-sided player. Never trust a man with two surnames, though. Two first names. (laughs) Easy for me to say. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you mean. Under, sort of underwhelming. They're just not. I mean, I, I know we we spoke about. There was talk going back to sort of cracky end of last season about marquee signings and stuff like that. But um, you know, you look at as Joe said, you look at the overall strength of the squad already with these four added to it, and it's pretty pretty impressive. I said, and Ball was on Talk Sport a little while ago saying he would, he'd been speaking to Championship clubs, and yeah. I say I'd imagine that both Don Ball and Freddie Ladapo are getting Championship wages as well. I'd imagine yeah. that they're, they're good. They're, I think they're very good signings. Those two very smart signings. Greg Lee, I don't yeah. know a huge amount about, but I spoke to two Morgan fans about it, and they both said that other than Cole Stockton, who obviously had the season of his life, he was their best player last year, and 
just a, a really, really good footballer and should be able to step up. Like I say, ultimately, Morecambe only finished about 10 places below us last year and he was brilliant for, the, for them. And like I say, I don't know a huge amount about John Jules, but I've sort of who do you, said who what do you I know think about moving, and Who do you see moving out, Joe? Well, I think there's, I think there's, well, there's Hladke actually. Um, TWTD close, posted that there's close of Aberdeen. Yeah, I think they want to. We're holding out for a bit of a fee. They want to pay a hundred thousand, but TWTD seems to think it's going to be a bit more than that. One hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand. We paid three hundred for him last year, and mm. Aberdeen have just received six and a half million pounds for the guy they've sold to Liverpool. So. They've, they've oh, obviously yeah. got a bit of cash, so we can sort of play a little bit hardball on that one, try and get extract some of their money effectively from there. For but once. I yeah. think there's players, I think probably all of these players, if we were to get an offer for, we'd sell them. I think it's probably Cameron Burgess, Pen- Matt Penny, mm. um, maybe Rakeem Piggott. Harper. I couldn't say for definite. Yeah, Joe Piggott, oh, Armando Dobra. And then I think I think it's probably those players, if, if you could get an offer for and sort of take on their contract, you'd probably oh, let Rakeem, them go. Rakeem Maybe Harper, not Rakeem Harper. That's a... Where's he going to play? You know, you, you look at that lad, you see so much potential, so much raw potential that mm. yeah, you've got to think. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd be very disappointed if he went. You've got to work with someone like that, I think. Wow. He's got a big opportunity now, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Kyle Edwards. Kyle Edwards. Yeah. Just before we go back into the, the fixtures, Joe, this this was a no, isn't it? You didn't see the dugout or the scoreboard progress? No, no, because we were up in the um, BT's bar rather than the Bobby Robson suite, so you couldn't see the um, you couldn't see the scoreboard or anything from there. Can you but, see? Can you? You've been down the Planet Blue, Joe, lately. Can you see the progress on the clearly no, the progress on the dugout? Block, the, up, the upstairs has been shut for a while. Ah, uh, okay. I think another player that maybe. Could potentially go be um, Kane Vincent Young as well. Yeah, I think if you got an offer for him, I think he'd go. You know, I mean, you look at these players, you just forget about the depth of this squad. Is already it's ridiculous, really. It really is. Hmm. Crikey! Well, let's go back into these fixtures. So we, we've we've done February. Here's March. Only four games in March. Burton, Bolton away, Shrewsbury at home, Barnsley away. Got yeah, we got. Winning your home games, tough away games. You got to win got the home ones. We've got quite a kind run in, I think, over the last sort of, especially at home. Yeah, but there's a stacked April. Christ Almighty! Look <laughs> like that. There's seven. seven matches in April, <laughs> starting with then, Derby away, then Wickham at home. Then we've got good Charlton, Charlton, no, Port Friday, Vale, yeah, Peterborough, Friday. Exeter, yeah. and then finally Fleetwood. I mean, the last, the last, well, certainly three, you think, but the last two home games look fairly, fairly friendly, don't they? Um, Kieran McKenna was talking about a promotion party at the beach at Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks you... after FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, it's, it's my birthday weekend, so I'll be up there celebrating us being back. Yeah, in you'll the, be up in Blackpool back in the anyway, medium, won't you, Jay? Back in the medium time, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. What are your realistic hopes for? Fleetwood away. What if if I was to offer you now, Joe and Dave, that we're in the playoffs at Fleetwood away? Would you take it at this stage? Well, so uh, by the time we play Fleetwood away, we're we're four fifth and can't be. They were yeah. nailed on in the playoffs. Yeah. Do you know what? After the last few seasons, yes. 
And would I you think it has to be remembered that we've been in this league for three years and we've yeah. not got into the um, playoffs. Not got into the playoffs yet, so yeah. you probably would take that. But oh, you ta- I would, you've got to be yeah. aiming for the top two. You've got. I to mean, be. just I mean, you can imagine even the excitement last year going into March when it was still a really sort of slim hope. I mean, can you imagine the 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 excitement and the interest around the club now if if. You know, if we if we are you know comfortably in or even pushing top two, I mean, crikey, it'd be amazing. Yeah, there's an, there's another thing. So bits of what was said earlier coming back to me a bit, but sort of Kieran McKenna was saying how when he came in, he sort of looked at the table and thought two points per game will get you to seventy four points. That will see you into the playoffs, and then it ended up being eighty three. <laughs> you sort of realised every game you just you've just got to try and win every game. There's no trying yeah. to settle for two points a game. It, it isn't going to work. You've just got to try and win every single game, and that was quite good to hear. It is. It's just. It's just getting that momentum and mentality. And you spoke earlier, Joe, about the points we threw away from winning positions. I mean, my goodness me. Um, you know, you just need to be just a bit. And there were signs of it last year. You know, with the characters. You know, we, we said I think Edmondson was a. I think he's probably right. Lee wasn't it? Quite a big part of that. You know, just having the mental strength for the the character to see out these games. And yeah, you pick up those points, and you're going to be close. We we can but hope. We're, just just uh, going back to that question, then with just a quick yes or no, would you take being in the playoff positions but not being assured going up to Fleetwood on Joe's birthday weekend? <laughs> oh no! Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, I would. I'd still, Joe... <laughs> still take it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Joe would love that. Yeah, I, I I think so. Just yeah, yeah. Again, just going by previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. Just to be in there with a shout. Yeah. Right, so let's dip back into these questions. Please do keep them covering sure, Neil yeah. Johnson. Thoughts on Dobra rumoured to be going to Chesterfield. Seems to have gone backwards and well down the pecking order. But it's a little bit of a strange one for me, that, Joe, because Dobra didn't really seem to get many opportunities under Cook when he was Ipswich manager. In fairness, he did have a really good pre-season under Cook, and I think it was only because of the way the transfer market fell, where we ended up signing Louis Barry, Sonny Aluko, Connor Chaplin, mm. that... It was pro- it was seen as the best move for Dobra to go and get out to a league club, and there was a lot of competition which Colchester beat off to get him there, but it just didn't work out for him at all at Colchester. I think there must have been some personal issues, I think, there, because he just didn't play at all from January and was training with their reserves, came back and trained with our reserves, and I know he's been away on international duty, so he probably wouldn't be back yet, but he's not. I don't he's think he's seen as a first-teamer here. He was stuck in the 23s last year. Yeah, he's and I think it would be good to get a move for him, but I think he could probably do a bit better than Chesterfield. I think he could probably get into League 2, but some of these big conference teams are paying more money than the League 2 teams, and I'm sure Chesterfield are spending spending good money there. So if, like I say, Paul Cook knows him, I think I think it would probably be a good move for him. Join yeah, yeah, you're right. up there. He probably needs a move away, Joe, doesn't he? Just to just kick, give him a kickstart again. Well, it, I don't think he's going to be good enough here for what we want to be. No. I, th- I think his chance was last year after that preseason, and we went to Burton. He started there. He started against Newport in the cup game. Was best best player there. I thought sort of did brilliantly, but didn't get the opportunity he deserved last year. His form earned him a loan move, and then. The loan move didn't work out, and they're the fine margins that football careers are sort of made. I just on, think some trust went between him and Cook, didn't it? You just didn't trust him, I think. Hence the loan move, and yeah, as you said, players joined, and yeah, he's totally, um, yeah, he's totally out of it now. I'd say, uh, yeah, like I said, a player that needs, you know, obviously is a big talent there somewhere there. Um, needs a move away to start all over again. And I think when you look at um, the sort of profile of player we're getting, it's that. 
there's a lot of physicality we're looking at, yeah. isn't there? And I don't think that's just for League One. I think that's that will go through as well because that's the one thing you notice when you go up the leagues, just the increased physicality of teams. And like I say when you compare Idris El Mazzuni to Armando Dobra, there's no sort of competition, is there? No. No. Had another correction here this time from John Abbott. Oh. Bol- Bolton also signed Jack Idell too, who's a very decent, decent fullback. Okay, well, by the time we finish, Bolton would have signed about six players. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Tw- I heard Scott Twine's going there. No, no, no. <laughs> Tom Lane says marquee signings won't be made until the end of July. Everything has to filter down from the yeah, Premier League. Good point. Yeah, that Selena thing, Joe. Do you think that will drag on and on, or I think that we'll be trying to sign well like I, said, I think he's mentioned above Morgan Rogers I think you don't sign both of them and if you think mm. there's any chance to get Morgan Rogers on a permanent you maybe go for him over Bersant Salina and if you don't get him then you try and yeah. sign Bersant Salina I don't I don't think anyone would be disappointed yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I would take Salina back we were, yeah. in a heartbeat yeah class Paul Strutt evening all evening Paul have, have Sheffield Wednesday had a better transfer window than us after today I think so Naturally, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, we looked like we had a fantastic transfer window a year ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah they've, they've got very experienced, haven't they? And But you sign David Stockdale at 37 years old, Michael Smith at 30, and give him a rumour to be a three-year contract on sort of 12, Smith. 15 grand a week. A Hickway is 30 as well, is he? Smith's so they're sort of they're, yeah, they're, they're good players, but they, yeah, they've, only, they've only done it at Rotherham. They haven't done it anywhere else, have they? And, True. Yeah, so I, think, I think they've made some good signings, but they're also gone a little bit sort of very risky with what they've done. If they don't, if they don't get the top two this year, they're going to be in a struggle that, after this. Does, it, does that actually mean Kieran Westwood's finally retired? I think he'd retired. I think he wasn't there last year, but I think he did come back a couple of times. He came back. At, didn't he? Sure, he was did. it a QPR? I think he came back actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LG, I've heard we're signing Hurahan on a free. Oh, Have you heard this, Joe? What? I haven't Stop heard it. that. No, I mean, I he, maybe I 12 years ago. Yeah. Well, I think he'd be a decent player if you could get him because yeah. he's real championship quality, but maybe he's getting to that latter end of his career, sort of player that you could bring on at 60 minutes. Who, hmm. And like I said, we talk about set pieces. Was it Was it, was yeah. it Keane or Jewel? Absolute one. It was Roy Keane brought him in, didn't he? He always brought him in, didn't he? He was actually on the bench when we beat Arsenal in the League Cup semi-final. Yeah, he was, yeah. So, King Animator looking forward to Bristol Rovers away. Yeah, get in your comments what game you're most looking forward to. And we'll, yeah, I'll and try and read as many as I can. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Are you sure? Uh, he's maybe based down in the southwest. Yeah, I'm sure and he is, yeah. There's plenty of football romantics amongst us, Dave. <laughs> The last time I remember going to an away game on Valentine's Day was Doncaster away and we beat them 6-0 and Conor Wickham for a hat-trick. Oh, Joe. Ah. I did Ful- yeah. Fulham away when Daryl Murphy scored a double. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a very rainy, set- a very rainy Saturday. Oh, I did that as well, actually, and I had to yeah. sort of sober up to go trip? out. We on the boat, boat trip, yeah. And yeah, then me, and my, me and my mate had to go back and pick up our partners for an evening out and sort of try and sober up for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a sim- similar experience that that Saturday. But what a day that was! We what a we were day. absolutely flying. He was on stage. fire, on fire. Adam Flatmore, Janiya <laughs> Twain, and then Twain. <laughs> I think he's probably right. And there we go. That doesn't impress There we me go. Much. There we go. From this moment on, nobody should mention Shania to Twain and Scott Twain in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Renshaw says he wouldn't be disappointed for Shania. 
<laughs> my parents, my parents were on a cruise recently, and Shania Twain was on the boat with them. And my mum has told me ever since how lovely she was and how she chatted to everyone, and because she was walking around with her little dog on the boat. Oh wow! Okay, what well, was she? Was she? I assume she was performing, or just no, a, no, she was a just a guest. Passenger. She was just oh, a okay. guest, and, yes. and then she yeah. did do a couple of impromptu performances, and yeah. She sort of just said to people, oh, you can film it, don't put it up on social media. So my mum has shown me countless videos of Shania Twain singing, which is really oh, exciting, wow, obviously. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. If if you bring Selena back, McKenna, better give him the Adele to rat treatment. Oh, I love that. Spoke about. Too yeah. ineffective when he drops deep, need him running at centre-backs. No, you just need to get him on the ball wherever it is on the pitch for me. Yeah, that's what they did with Tarat, wasn't it? HCH, looking forward to Port Vale. I've never heard that in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on New Year's Day. Was it no, it's Lincoln New Year's Day. When was no, Port, Vale? uh, Port, Port Vale's that Tuesday night we've got booked today. Oh, oh that's mm. right, that Tuesday night. In a rough old place up at Port Vale, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen first, so much dog dirt in my life as when I went to Port Vale. Um <laughs> well, on the Paris. pitch. Sure. Not on the pitch, no. Around <laughs> Michael Warner, morning all from Brisbane. Signings we've made so far are for now, not the future. Norwich in two seasons is the game I'm looking forward uh, to. There we have it. Yeah. Why not next season? Yeah, I was going to say, why not next season? Oh, because obviously Norwich will get promoted again here, Terry. And then we'll see them in the Premier Yeah, but then they'll get relegated and we'll be passing them into the Premier League. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's looking forward to charting away. That's. That's if he's allowed out. Uh, H H new ground for, oh, what, for him would be Port Vale. Vale. Vale yeah, it's quite yeah, a, it's a decent decent away end. Although it looks, when I was watching the playoffs, it looked like they've swapped where the away fans are from where they were previously. Um, but that might just be that they've moved the camera. I don't know. And you haven't been there for twenty five years. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think there's been much time, change in infrastructure at Port Vale in that time. <laughs> right. So that, yeah. We'll finish it there, shall we, on Port Vale chat. That's what we've got to look forward to. Port Vale dog dirt. <laughs> right, so yeah, please give this this video a like um, if you've enjoyed watching it on, on YouTube. Join us on Telegram. Just just see what it's like. It's only 14 days. It's not going to cost you anything. And, and please subscribe. Make sure you're subscribing and you, you're in with a chance of, of winning that beautiful new Ipswich shirt. Home go. or away. Home or away, yeah. I think, yeah. And actually, if we get to 3,000, there could be one home and one away. Yeah. Not go. from the same person, unless. Can but we if, people want, if people want to go up, go into the effort of setting up fake YouTube accounts, by all <laughs> means, do it. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> if there's any Russian bots listening. <laughs> I'm steady on. Dave, any, any final words? No, no, really. I'm just. I've got. I've got my window up. I'm just listening to what the speedway score is. Hang on a sec. Yeah, I think we're winning. Yeah, okay. Um, no, just you know. Now, as you say, now um, I think for us all, excitement starts now. Fixtures are out. Bring it on in July, for goodness' sake. Yeah, bring it on now.
Need, need a market on Saturday, isn't it? First game of pre-season. Oh, you are. It's, I saw it's a sellout. <laughs> Exclusively confirmed to me by Kieran McKenna also that we're playing Arsenal at their training ground the following Saturday. Oh, so if you listen to the end, that's a treat for you there. And then and then we go away to Loughborough from there. But I said to him, I think it will be a slightly difference in standard between need a market one week and Arsenal the week after. Quite possible. Will that said, be behind yeah. closed doors, Joe? He said it's at their training ground, so yeah, I, I don't know. Coney, isn't it? London yeah. Coney, isn't it? Yeah. You going to need them, Joe? I can't. I'm away this weekend, so I'll be following the following the game in the um, Blue Monday Telegram match day chat. <laughs> Seamless. Yeah, they'll be all over that. Yeah. Right. Plenty of golf to fit in between now and July the 30th, Dave, and then God, loads. then the real sport happens again. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Looking right. Thanks everyone it. for watching. Goodbye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.